Good morning, everyone. Welcome to It's Your Community. Vanessa Denhagarmo here with Epiphany Communications and Coaching. And I'm bringing on a guest who's been on the show before. He's talked with us about PR strategy and his book that he authored on the radio, behind the scenes on the radio. And I'm bringing him back because I want to talk about 2023 and looking at public relations uh, nationally, locally, globally, and the strategies people use as we move forward in the new year. Don Tanner is a founding partner of Tanner Friedman. He offers more than 35 years of strategic communications counsel and experience in virtually all industry sectors, including automotive, professional services, technology, nonprofits, healthcare, and real estate. Don, welcome back to It's Your Community. Thank you very much. 35 years, I feel like I need to sit down and uh, rest, <laughs> rest for a minute. Oh, yeah, I am sitting down. So, so yeah, you, thanks you, for Thanks you also me. are I'm it's a pleasure having you on and in 2022 Don was inducted in the PRSA Detroit Hall of Fame so congratulations Don on that as well. Well thank you and, and same to my business partner Matt Friedman but uh that there may have been a you know maybe we need to maybe need, there should be a recount but we'll take it. I know you deserve it. You deserve. Thank I've known you guys for a long time back when I had my full-time reporter's hat on and we're, we're colleagues in public communications today doing things. We do things a little differently in terms of the kind of clients because I do a lot more coaching today than ever. But right. we've worked alongside each other for a long time. And, and you and Matt do really good work. Uh, you're really mm -hmm. stellar in, in the work that you do and giving your perspective on communications and public relations. So let's look at, you know, 2023. And when we look at this new year, what are some of the PR successes and PR failures from a local, national or global standpoint, in your opinion, Don? Yeah, I think a few really stand out. You know, one um, uh, that I, I really, it's its kind of a um, a bittersweet story, but but um, a lot of positives there. And I look at, you know, there were a lot of PR components in the Detroit Lions this year. And I think mm. back to when, they, you know, there was first news that HBO was considering having the Lions on hard knocks. And there were a lot of people that thought, oh, that's really cool. And other people saying, well, Maybe they should focus on winning. You know, this is last summer or last spring. And and Hard Knocks came on. It was a phenomenal watch. Um, it was really inspiring, you know, to go behind the scenes and see the players, you know, Aiden Hutchinson and the, the new players and really see Dan Campbell and what a leader he was. And, and then, you know, of course, there was kind of a letdown then when the season started one and six, but the way they came back and, uh, and, and, and finished with a winning season, the Hare's edge away from the playoffs. And I, I look at that as a real kind of brilliant PR move by the Lions to to embark on that HBO uh, series. It, again, could have been a distraction, but I think there were a lot of positives there. Okay, great example. And you um, know what? It's it's nice to root for the Lions in a positive way, right? <laughs> they were fun to watch. They were fun yeah, to watch. Yeah, they were. Mm -hmm. They were this year. Yeah. I, I think, and also, you know, we look at some PR positives in, in the past year and and very recently, um, you know, Peter Batia with the, the Detroit Free Press uh, stepping down at the Free Press to, yeah. to save jobs and and uh, of other journalists there. Very selfless act and really mm -hmm. that uh, preserving the local free press, which is which is harder and harder every day and so important. And, um, you know, it seems like every December there are layoffs uh, in newspapers in particular. And, and it was such a uh, you know, sorry to see him go and move on to other things. But I, I thought, what a, what a, a positive, you know, PR move, not that he did it for positive PR, but um, since we're talking about positives and PR uh, that really stood out. Yeah. Yeah. Well. 
Yeah. Okay. He did it for a positive reason, which ended up being positive PR. Absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> um, yeah. yeah. You know, and then there, you know, I think a few <clears throat> failures out there. I mean, one that's kind of a failure slash positive is, you know, if you look at how uh, scores of companies, sponsors handle the, um, you know, the, the ramblings of Kanye West, their client, um, mm. you know, the, the kind of anti-Semitic hate speech that, um, that, that Kanye West continued to um, propagate and, and get out there. And it really forced scores of companies, you know, from Adidas to the Gap to Peloton and many, many others to cut ties and walk away. And, you know, and in PR, you need to think about your clients, but you have, you have to do the right thing. You have to do what's right for your brand, but you have to do what's right from a humanistic standpoint as well. And I think, you know, um, some some negative messages from Kanye West led to, some, I think, some positive moves by these companies uh, that, that they need to. And, and some people look at that as cancel culture. I, I like to look at that as um, is, is something more of, um, you, you know, there are ramifications uh, for, for actions. And uh, mm -hmm. that was an interesting dynamic uh, from this past year as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So we're talking with Don Tanner today from Tanner Friedman. We're talking about PR successes and failures and looking forward to 2023. Go ahead, Don. What else, what else have you observed that people should pay attention to? You know, I, I want to go back to Kanye West, not to harp on him, but just yeah. in general, over the years, a lot of people have put their foot in their mouth on different, yes. on different issues. Right. And there's always been consequences to how we communicate. I mean, this is what we do for a living, you know, and, and helping people communicate strategically and intentionally. And so it's just not the Kanye West. These stories have been going on for years, right? Don, we've seen this in our careers where, you know, people say things. We've seen this with Women on the View, with Whoopi Goldberg, with all these things that, and they had to come out and apologize. It just amazes me that it continues. Like every, there's always somebody saying something like, really, did you just say that? <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, then that, that was the word I was looking for consequence, you know, yeah. consequence culture. And there are consequences for your actions. Now, you know, we all hope that, you know, I mean, Kanye West, actually, I'm not a clinical therapist, but he, he obviously, I think he's bipolar and, and could use some, some help in that area. And, you know, you, you hope he would seek some type of professional help to, to, to just get better as a person, but there are consequences for actions like that. Yeah. We see it over and over again. Yeah. We've seen these for years. I mean, uh, yeah. So, so good, good observation. We got to think before we talk and think about where our, where our thoughts are coming from and how intentional are we with our communication. So what else have you observed Don? Yeah. I think, you know, on a, on a national level as well, you know, it's uh, been interesting and maybe that's a, um, not a strong enough word uh, with uh, to, to watch Elon Musk and, and Twitter. And now he's handled that. And, you know, he's Twitter's uh, a loaded barrel. I mean, we could we could talk about Twitter for uh, several shows, but, you know, it's, yeah, we it's could. Interesting. And he's a character. Um, he, he doesn't always think before he talks or some of the things he talks. He wants he wants um, to, 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 to have uh, people stand up and pay attention. He likes to be colorful. But, you know, someone who said he would come in and he really was espousing freedom of speech. Um, and it, it just seems like early on, he's kind of taken things a bit in the opposite direction, you know, and eliminating uh, scores of fact checkers and his watchdog personnel and, 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 and reinstating some people that are questionable, um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and some that espouse conspiracy theories and hate speech and, 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 and things like that. Some have been let back and then they were banned again. But he also, you know, banned several journalists that openly criticized him. I think one he said 
you know, had coordinates that showed where he and his family were. Uh, but so it's, it, it's, um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Twitter. He has yeah. alienated again, a number of sponsors and, um, um, yeah, we'll see how that how that goes. Yeah, you know, I do know. I, I I I see your point too on that. I understand where you're coming from. But if you talk to a lot of conservatives, Don, uh, when mm-hmm. it came to Twitter, um, sure. they were canceled out and eliminated for even just talking about faith based stuff that wasn't offensive. I mean, I know a, mm-hmm. I know actually a priest who actually commented about people praying for the rioters in 2020, and they actually took them off Twitter. <laughs> So, yeah, um, yeah. so there are things like that. So you, you, you look at it both ways that, you know, I understand canceling out hate, hate speech and conspiracy mm-hmm. theorists. And I get that, you know, um, that causes a lot of, I think, chaos in the country when you have all of that going on. But, you know, there are a lot of people to tell you they were canceled out before Elon took over because of their conservative views, you know, their faith views. So oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. all, good, all good points. And, yeah. and you know, I think we all know people that are, um, you know, that are paused on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. So put in Facebook jail for when they're like, well, this is what I said. Is that really that bad? Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. what we're saying, you know, all of us should should think before we speak or text or tweet or or, yeah. or whatever, and hopefully we're not saying things that are hurtful to others. Yeah, so yeah. We all kind of abide by that. Maybe we'd all be better off. Yeah, and be very strategic. I mean, that's what you do. That's what we do for a living. We're very strategic in our thought process and how we communicate and how we help our clients. Because what we we've noticed this in our careers too, Don, being thirty five years in the, in the business you've been in, is that we've seen a lot of people that you know do things off the seat of their pants, you know, without thinking things through, and that gets into a PR mess quick. Right. Yeah. And, and it can affect your business. Yeah. Um, people and, and, and whether it's, you know, a, a B2C or B2B, you know, people tend to want to do a business with people they uh, respect and not necessarily agree with on all elements, but it's there can be ramifications to what you say. And, um, you know, I know when social media first came around, you know, the kind of the rule of thumb for, for, for me or what I recommended to clients is don't put anything on social media that you wouldn't want to have on the front page of a newspaper. Great um, advice. And, uh, Great advice. Yeah. We, we kind of forget how, how powerful the the printed word can be. You know, to that point, Don, I think you make a really good point. And that's great advice you're giving your clients. How many times do we read articles or see news commentary or news clippings where people's tweets and Facebook posts are included in the story? Reporters go to their social media to see how they're commenting. And then they include that in the story. All the time. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's Um, a great point. Not to get into politics, but political leaders out there often not holding... Uh, a, a, you know, a press briefing or a press conference, it's they're, they're tweeting. And um, so that's that's always an interesting dynamic. Oh, that's a good point. Whether you're Republican or Democrat or independent, whatever, you're right. right. They're not holding press conferences, but if they're tweeting, it's going to end up in the paper if it's if it's relevant to a story. Yeah. Newspaper, radio. Yeah. <laughs> TV, uh, yeah. All of the above. Absolutely. Yeah. Great and point. A lot of times that's strategic and that's done for a reason. Yeah. Uh, they know it's going to be covered. Um, Yep. That's a really good point. Don, Don Tanner, let's talk about what you think will be top of mind as we head into 2023. You know, there's a lot of talk I've been reading about the economy and are we really in a recession and will we be in a recession for the next year? And what do you think is the PR, you know, media perspective of 2023? What do you think is going to be like talked about in the next year? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think economy and, and, uh, and recession, 
for for now, uh, with, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. I think it's it, you know it's also on the minds of um, you know the media in general and how they're uh, adapting and adjusting to the economy and the recession. I mean, we talked earlier about how uh, especially print media continues to to constrict, and you see a lot in in radio and, and television as well. And I think the media is uh, is getting better um, at uh, monetizing their news product. Um, yeah. I, I think there's a better appetite for for paywalls and subscription portals and a lot of things that um, early on, um, as especially newspapers were trying to figure out the best way to put their product out out online uh, and giving away giving it away for free. Um, I, I think there seems to be a, a more of an understanding that oh, you know what, I need to pay these media outlets uh, for for their content to keep them alive and. Um, it, it's 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 so vital to again to keep the the free press you know up and running. But mm-hmm. um, media is interesting about what they're going to cover over the next year. You know, I mean, uh, Russia and and Ukraine is going to continue. I think to unfortunately be um, you know heavy in the news. And another year from now, we'll be talking more about the you know the next president uh, presidential election, um, and and maybe you know the climate and 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 weather. And, and what's happening there. I think I just heard a story on the radio today. I think the last four years were the four hottest years on record. Um, so oh, really? whatever, oh, wow. whatever, whatever in our history. So or at least as long as we've been keeping track. Um, so whatever you think of, 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 of um, climate change and whatever your opinion is on that, I think it'll continue to be uh, something that's covered quite a bit uh, in the media. So, Don, when it comes to creating PR strategies, what are some of the basic one-on-one things people should keep in mind? And, you know, and maybe you could tie in some of the top mistakes you've seen over your years. You're like, wow, I can't believe they just did that type of thing. So what are the basics we should know in terms of strategy? And what are some of the mistakes you've seen over the years? Yeah, I think if you're, you know, thinking of a PR or marketing strategy or branding strategy, you know, it's what what's the business objective? What is it that first and foremost you want to accomplish you know, company A, B, or C, uh, and 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 figure out from that objective, you know, who you're trying to reach, who's your audience, who mm-hmm. you want to target, and then you know, it's figuring out the best way to reach them. Is it, uh, you know, is it uh, through traditional media? Is it through social media? Is it through other avenues of marketing? You know, that didn't exist 20 years ago. You know, creating your own. Uh, I mean, the, the web's been around now, but uh, e-blasts or, or video. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's again, what are you trying to do? Who do you want to reach? How's the best way to reach them? And, and what's really, really key is, is uh, what sets you apart from the competition? You know, what we call in the business, you know, key messages. What are your key messages? What, what are the things that are going to resonate mm-hmm. uh, with, with clients or potential clients and compel them to action, to work with you, to buy your product mm-hmm. um, is, are really the keys. And I, I think, you know, in terms of mistakes, it's, it, it's kind of the, opposite of the things I just mentioned. It's not knowing um, your audience. Um, you're not targeting your audience in the in the right way and with the right mediums. I, I, I've worked with clients over the past that um, I might say, you know what, we really should do a social media campaign. And the client might say, you know, I'm eh, social media. I'm not on social media. I, I, I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on LinkedIn. I, I don't see it. And what I have to say to them is, but is your, are your uh, clients or your potential is your potential audience on social media. In that case, it's not about you. It's about where are the people you want to reach. Yeah. And so getting to to think beyond yourself 
um, is, is, is really key. I think those are, you know, following the fundamentals of the fundamentals are done right. And the, the messages are compelling. You get those messages out to the right people in the right way. Um, you know, ch- chances are you're going to be successful. Yeah. I love the message targeted, targeted audience is so important. Sometimes you see people putting out things to general audiences and like, do you think the whole world really cares about that one little niche? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Are you targeting the people who care about that one little niche? So I think that's, it's really important message, Don. And in terms of, you know, in, in the work that we do, Don, and you've seen this a lot in your career is crisis communications, right? And mm-hmm. I've dealt with crisis when I was in Wayne County as a press secretary, and I covered crisis stories. You know, what have some have been some of the failures in terms of companies who don't handle a crisis correctly? I mean, we know in our experience that there's certain things you do and should do even before a crisis happens. What are some of the things that you you have seen people do that are just really bad ways of managing a crisis. Yeah. I, I, well, yeah, I've seen, and you have too, I'm sure the good, the bad, and the ugly. I yeah. Think, I think what you really see is um, that that always works against an organization or what, whatever. And you, you, you know, we've seen it a lot in, I won't mention the schools or universities in recent years, but where you, you wait too long to do something about the problem, yes. <clears throat> you know, good you try point. to bury your head in the sand uh, and, 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 and hope it, it goes away or it doesn't get discovered. And that's total, totally not the way to do it. You know, honesty, transparency, um, because it, the question will always come about, you know, who knew what, when, and what did you do about it? Well, what, you know, you knew about this two years ago and you did nothing. So um, it, it's always good to get ahead of those types of things. I mean, many companies have a crisis communications team, you know, ready to go the moment there's a crisis. Um, you know, and, and, and so some companies over the years have done it very, very well. Some universities have done it very, very well. Um, and then you look at, you know, what happened recently with Spirit Airlines, where there was just a total breakdown in operations and communications, yeah. both internally and externally. You know, they have pilots posting on social media. I can't get a hold of anybody at Spirit. I'm in this town. I'm ready to fly. And I, I mean, just, just, just terrible. And I, I think the companies that do it right understand they have to address it they have to you know uh, apologize and, and and figure out how to correct the problem uh you know may have a resolve to make things right and then and then reassuring that those things are not going to happen again there have been corrective actions in in process and then finally to to not just walk the talk but walk the walk you know prove mm-hmm. um that that you've made those corrective changes to Mm-hmm. To, to whatever the, the problem was originally. Yeah. We're talking with Don Tanner, founding partner of Tanner Friedman, author of the book, No Static at All, a behind the scenes journey through radio and pop music with 35 years of strategic communications, counsel and experience in virtually all industry sectors, including automotive, professional services, technology, nonprofit, healthcare, and real estate. Don, what else? Um, do you want to share with our listeners in terms of, you know, PR strategy, branding, what are the things that they need to keep in mind? What other message you want to share with them? Um, you know, I think we've covered, you know, covered the majority of it. I mean, there are times if, if you don't know, you know, if you're a, co- a company that's just starting out and you say, you know, I really don't know who we are. I mean, how do we develop a business objective and how do we figure out our audience when we don't really know who we are. And, and sometimes companies need to go through, um, you know, a brand exercise to really have all stakeholders of the company 
uh, and, and perhaps potential clients, um, uh, you, you know, sitting down together and hashing out, you know, what are your core values? Uh, depending on the type of company it's, you know, what's your, what is your mission? What do you want to accomplish? What do you want to be known for? How do you want to stand apart? And I think that's the real first case. I think some companies rush into marketing campaigns or PR campaigns, and they haven't done some of the legwork up front, or maybe they didn't know how to do that work up front to figure out who they are. Because if you don't know who you are, you're not going to be able to attract others to be a part of what you are. So good. So good. Great yeah. point. So Great I think point. That's, that, that's the key. That's really the starting point. Great point, Don. Don, you've been in this business for a long time. You had worked in radio print journalism and broadcast journalism. We have very similar paths. And, you know, I, I, I'm sure everybody in our business has had some favorite memories. Can you share a favorite memory with us, whether it be in the media or in your PR work? Or do you have a fun story you can share with us? You know, I think the the, the thing that I've, I've found most fun and rewarding, and, I, you know, it's not really a funny story, but is um, just the ability over the years to be able to to to, to go into different uh, colleges and universities, whether it's Wayne State or U of M or Michigan State or whatever it is. I'm going to be speaking at Oakland University uh, here in a couple of weeks um, as well. And it's just being able to go in and meet CMU. I can't leave, leave them out, but um, go in and speak to these young students and and talk about PR and and how it's such a it's such an amazing amazing in, uh, industry. I mean, I've had the good fortune over the years to work with uh, companies like Volkswagen of America and launching major cars and shooting video B-roll along Pacific Coast Highway or, you know, working <laughs> with the Woodward Dream Cruise or the Detroit yeah. Zoo. So I, I think it's just, it, it's being able to mentor and and work with great clients and and and, and some of the, the the clients that I've worked with it especially Volkswagen and Northwest Airlines back in the day were just great mentors to my career early on just to yeah. watch amazing people work and put their faith in me has uh, has been really rewarding. One of the last questions I want to ask you, because Don and I met, I believe we met Don, if I'm not mistaken, up at Mackinac Island at so. the policy conference yeah. uh, many, many years ago. And I bring that up because you and I are big proponents in networking, right? And it's a big part of what we do for a living. And I know you and Matt have given a talk at the Mackinac Policy Conference on helping people uh, make the best of the conference, the first time attendees, right? And yeah. can you speak to our listeners really quickly before we let you go about, you know, do you have a great networking tip for them? Um, and it's interesting. Networking is so important and and uh, I know a lot of people have kind of taken to working at home and, and maybe not able to get out because of the pandemic and networking, but it's so important to have that face-to-face -face with people. Mm -hmm. But you know what? I, I, when I'm out at a networking event, um, I don't worry about how many business cards I'm going to have. I'm not worried about how many touch points. I typically, you know, I'll give a real quick example. Uh, doing a kind of a speed networking event one night. This wasn't dating. This was business. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so you had five minutes and you moved on five minutes. And invariably, I listened for about four minutes and then I talked for the final 30 seconds. And I think really um, listening um, is, is really important. And I do the same thing working with prospective client. I will never go in and say, here's what you should be doing. This is what I think. First thing to do is listen. I, I think we don't listen enough. And I think that's invaluable in, in networking and just really in everyday life. And 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 uh, if, uh, if you're married, that's important too. 
I couldn't agree more, Don. Great advice. Great way to end this show. Thank you so much. Say oh, hi to you. Matt for me. Thanks for joining us. Don Tanner from Tanner Friedman. Thank you for being with us here. Thank you so much. Don Tanner again from Tanner Friedman on public relations. Do you have any questions or comments, show topics you want us to get to? Get to me, Vanessa Denha. You can go to Epiphany Communications and Coaching. You could find me on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, and private message me on any of my social media platforms as well. As always, we remind you to connect, communicate, and to collaborate with your community. We'll catch you next time right here on It's Your Community.